Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello and welcome to Loose Units, Loose Ends, our weekly spin-off podcast where... <laughs> John Verhoeven, an antique dealer, and his long-suffering son, Paul Verhoeven, sit down and have a bit of a chat. By the way, listeners, Dad's just had the most crazy thing happen to him. So, a couple of weeks back, he's like, hey, there is a Chinese kind of equivalent of Antiques Roadshow, and I'm going to be on it. And I went, oh, cool. So, yesterday, he starts kind of getting in touch, saying, look, the shoot went well. Um, They didn't pay you, did they, Dad? Well, they gave me some gifts. They gave me a, a, a doll. You got fleeced. They gave you merch for a TV appearance, you fucking womble. Oh, Paul. No, it was incredible. I am probably going to be quite famous in China. Well, yeah. Well, look, here's the thing. We've been, first of all, we've been really trying to nail that um, China demographic. Secondly, I looked it up. Yeah, this, this show is huge. Dad sent me a 40-minute episode of this thing. And then he sent me a photograph of himself on set. And Dad's played with the filters to make everything look more dramatic, but as a result, he looks like a burned victim. Dad, your skin is bright red. <laughs> oh. oh, dear. But and I've just sent you an amended one in real time, so the listeners can actually experience how you're feeling. You, st- <laughs> you, still, you still look pretty red. <laughs> oh, that's not... Maybe it's a reflection of the beautiful Juan Lee timber stand. So are you valuing the stand in the photograph? That's what no, you're valuing? No. no. Oh. That's, that, that's a prop. But look at the background. The, look at the background. Is that the art gallery? Art gallery of New South Wales. So, just talk us through how this happened. So, first of all, I don't know. Do you know what the show is called? I'm going to put you on the spot. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I've actually watched uh, one episode. Right. It's. Can I just say this to the listeners? It's a serendipitous moment in time where I was approached. It was thrilling. But there were some dramas mm-hmm. uh, associated. Now, one of the things about this particular show is that it uses weird and wacky sound effects. And oh my god, it sort of uses these... You know those Korean game shows? Japanese game shows. You Japanese they... game shows. We get yeah. funny noises like people jumping on a squeeze box, um, making weird sounds. Yeah, if you land on your nuts, it goes boy oi oi That's, that's the kind... Yeah, okay. Correct. Yep. Like, like, sort of takes me back to Batman and Robin when they'd punch and kick and it'd go kapow and all that sort of stuff. And they've got these little birds that fly around and I was a bit concerned at first. I didn't want to be portrayed as an idiot um, because clearly I'm not. But I was approached um, and the first thing about this thing is that they flew a contingent of more than 20 crew. So just to let the 
the viewers know it is the most highly watched and successful antique show Mm -hmm. in mainland China. And when you're talking of a population more than one billion, Mm -hmm. I have a feeling that the numbers, and based on the the fact that they flew 20 people out, I mean, that, that shot, and I hope you'll post it on on our Facebook page. Yes, I will. There are four cameramen filming simultaneously. It's a big production. I was approached to be on the show. The first location we were given was Sydney University. Then they changed it to the Sydney Opera House. Then Christine, with her immense amount of insight and wisdom, smelt a rat, not a big rat. She said to me, do you think they've actually got permission to film outside the Sydney Opera House? Now, I worked at the Sydney Opera House, and I thought to myself, and Christine actually said, John, you should contact them and let them know that it's not going to go ahead. You can't just rock up to the Sydney Opera House and start filming. The the area is, it's that logo of the the sales of the Sydney Opera House, they're actually licensed. So... You can't just rock up with a camera crew no, and shoot without specific permission. So, okay, so did you contact them and what like, did you say? No, that I, to them? I just said, look, no, I, I just said to Christine, look, let's just let it slide. Uh-huh. And then at the last minute on the morning uh, of the filming, which was two days ago, or for the listeners, three days ago, I got a call saying, meet outside the Art Gallery of New South Wales. Mm-hmm. That allayed my trepidation slightly. But don't you need permission to film outside any place like that? Now, Paul, that is a valid point. And I got a parking spot down near Mrs. Macquarie's chair. Mm-hmm. I sat waiting for some time, knowing... I mean, it was an open-ended situation. And, I mean, Christine always likes to look after my... my my welfare, my well-being, and she doesn't like to see me, um, I guess, being taken advantage of. But I see things slightly differently. I may actually see things through rose-coloured glasses. I get a call saying, where are you? And then I... The thing is, listeners, I had to bring two paintings along because I was to basically be a guest... I had to explain to the show that I was, in fact, an antique dealer and value of fine art, but they, that, that was not their angle. They wanted me as a collector yeah. who brought along some paintings. So I didn't actually have any paintings myself. And I was slightly desperate for material. Wait, what do you mean? Wait, you bought, what, well, what paintings did you bring? Well, they wanted me to bring two paintings, but I didn't have any paintings. Uh-huh. So I went to an auction house in Sydney. Bonhams? Weirdly, we, no, no. Uh, but weirdly, I just sold a very valuable painting through mm-hmm. Bonhams here in Sydney, mm-hmm. and did particularly well with it. But I guess the subject matter of that particular painting, I don't think it would have been very appropriate because there were lots of nude people in it. Um, you, know, you know, lots and lots of nude. Golly, probably seven nude men and three nude women. What is this painting? It's by James Gleason. Okay. So, so, so 
I went to another auction house um, called Raffin, Kelleher and Thomas. They're in uh, Leichhardt. I've got a very good relationship with them. In fact, I've got very, very good relationship with pretty well all the auction houses here in Sydney. And I explained my plight. And they very graciously let me spend half an hour in their storeroom going through probably at least 50 paintings. Uh And I chose two paintings that, in my opinion, are quintessential examples of Australian landscape. I wanted to choose something that I certainly didn't want to choose a portrait. I didn't want to choose a cityscape. I wanted it to be reminiscent and a, a, a beautiful portrayal of the essence mm-hmm. of Australian outback. And I, I, mate, I kicked a goal. I chose two paintings, one of them by Leonard Long, a beautiful, beautiful landscape with river and boat dilapidated wharf south coast new south wales painted in the 1960s and i chose an indigenous painting by otto um namajira now pretty well all australians have heard of albert namajira you've heard of him haven't you yes great it's a beautiful watercolor it's of the central part of australia with the beautiful iconic white ghost gums in the foreground, the red hills, the red earth, the the sporadically placed, you know, salt bush. Oh, mate, it was it's a classic. It's a watercolour painted in the nineteen fifties by the middle son of Albert. And he's a very good artist in his own right. So I presented and they wanted all the details of the paintings prior to me arriving on set. And their expert in in art, in paintings, had already done or, you know, did a lot of research. And I was really excited because when I rocked up, so I walked up probably about half a kilometre in the, in, the, in the hot sun, which may partially, you know, attribute to my red face, Paul. Okay, so let's talk about the actual process. Hmm. Um... Well, I rock up. I was... There was a pretty decent-sized bus parked out the front of the uh, Art Gallery of New South Wales. Mm -hmm. And there was also the host, because they had two guests. There was myself, and there was a host of an antique show in Australia on on mainstream television. Mm -hmm. And he he had a few paintings. Then I was told at the last minute that they'd chosen the Indigenous Watercolour by Otto Namajira, which made me really happy. And... As I said, there were four cameras. We were mic'd up. There were producers, directors, you know, the the whole gamut. Um, as I know, you and Tegan are very au fait with, because that's, you know, that's your world. But I was pretty happy. But fortunately, because of loose units and the live shows over five years, I've I felt very comfortable in my in my own skin, shall yeah. we say. And the female executive producer came up to me. She said, you look like James Bond, which made me feel good. Well, if you pay someone enough compliments, uh, maybe they'll be bamboozled into not taking money. I can't believe you didn't get paid for this. Paul, I received compliments. I received... (laughs) Paul, another thing happened. I was presented with a box of... 
Incense. Oh, God. Dad. Yeah. By a famous is... incense. Dad, th- you... okay, you said there were like 30 <laughs> crew there. Do you think they were doing it for fucking incense? Well, no, but I, I really enjoyed myself. One of the more challenging aspects of this entire process yes was and when it comes out on mainstream television and there'll probably be hundreds of millions of viewers Mm -hmm. hopefully i'm hoping i can become a bit of an identity in china one of the one of the challenges and i've never been in a situation before but the host of the show yeah who who reminded me and listeners i say this in the in the loveliest possible way but he looked like jerry lewis in the nutty professor he was, he was the spitting image. And if you want to Google, Paul, while we're chatting, Jerry Lewis. Oh, you don't need to get me to Google. I know what that... I know <laughs> what you're saying. It's exactly what he looked like. Absolute dork is what you're saying. But sweet. Yeah. Now, my hair's grown a little bit. And it was a little bit windy. And some person out of the... From the camera sort of... You know, there were... There, I, there must have been 15 people in front of us and someone kept coming over and putting his hand and sort of brushing my hair to the side. Yes, that's because you wash your hair with soap and it flies around like it's very flyaway. This is why I got you product. This is why oh, when you look you. at press photos of dad, he's got product in his hair so it doesn't do what mm. it did. Look, I, I think we need to see it. I think yes. we need to see this episode. Yeah. I also think that I need to let people in the industry know that please stop getting dad to do things for free. Please stop it. No, Dad, you, you can't undervalue yourself like this. You're no, a professional. You can't true. under... You, you For free. Well, Paul, I, like I said, I got a doll. Did I tell you about the doll? <laughs> That's I haven't not told payment. You. Paul, I haven't told you about the doll. I was, the... It was like a formal... Various people presented mm-hmm. various things to me. Yep. I got the box of incense that... And I saw photographs of this famous incense company that also have made the largest incense stick in the world uh that was pretty exciting mm-hmm. the doll is a caricature of one of the presenters that shows me the level and the status of this show in china if they can make dolls and i'm, I'm wondering whether they may one day make a doll of me Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Look, we can only hope. And these dolls, by the way, I was told as I was presented on camera, mm-hmm. these dolls are highly collectible. They're probably worth at least 50 cents. Okay. So I got the incense. Yep. I got... And I also got a bound, beautiful um, mm-hmm. hardcover mm-hmm. certificate. Uh, but I have to supply my own photograph of the painting that they appraised. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah, you got shafted, Dad. You got, <laughs> sh- you got absolutely Paul, shafted. I and- also have been invited to Beijing or Shanghai. Are they going pa- to pay for the flights? No. Then, it's, then you got shafted. <laughs> You got but I'll really tell you what, I had such a good time, but I did suffer a pretty serious headache for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. So I gave, I gave 100%. You gave your time freely like an absolute buffoon. I can't wait to see the episode. I'm so mad you didn't check with us first. You need an agent is what you need, Dad. Oh, well, you I do. A- you actually called me this morning with slightly less fun subject matter to talk about. You mentioned that there'd been a whole bunch of crimes in Melbourne that you wanted to mm. talk about. Now, I was at the Carlton game last Friday night, and I was over at the MCG, and we won, which was great, obviously. But Paul, you say you won, and that's great, but it's not good for the fans of ours that Mm -hmm. follow the other team. Well, they can they can suck a pile of butts, is what they can do. I was at the Carlton game at the MCG, and we hadn't won yet. It was only a six-point victory, but we hadn't won yet. We were in about the second quarter, and then this huge... This is 92,000 people packed into the MCG, you know. It's Australia's biggest sporting venue. It's pretty much full. The weather is shocking. It's like pissing down rain. A lot of us are outdoors. People are just sitting there riveted because this game is very high stakes. And suddenly all of the big screens, a message flashes up saying, due to a police action in or an incident in the Melbourne CBD, some trams will not be running. Please consult whatever website for whatever information. And we all thought, okay, that's interesting. I don't know what that actually is. And it turns out, and I'll read here from a piece in The Guardian, Melbourne crashed. Homicide detectives have charged a 26-year-old man with murder after he allegedly drove his car into pedestrians and vehicles in Melbourne's CBD. Police said on a Saturday night... Hang on, Saturday night? I guess it was Saturday night. Hmm. God, I thought it was Friday night. My apologies. It was, in fact, Saturday night, I guess. Uh, Hmm. Or was it Friday? Hang on, Friday night. No, they said on Saturday night. Right, ignore me. Police said the Melton West man had been charged with one count of murder, three counts of attempted murder, three counts of intentionally causing serious injury, and two counts of conduct endangering life. Dad, what are your thoughts about this? Did you uh, read up on this case at all? Mm. Well, <clears throat> murder by motor vehicle. It is, they've obviously proven intent by way of the record of interview. Mm-hmm. Um, I, there's not much being said about the, the driver. But he would have made certain admissions for him to be charged. Because with murder, like we've discussed in the past, you've got the ingredients for a cake. Yep. And murder requires certain proofs. If you don't have all the proofs, 
you don't have a charge of murder. You have a lesser charge. Although often the police, as we've discussed in the past, will charge someone with the most serious offence, and if that's knocked out, it can fall to a lesser charge, which be, is um, possibly manslaughter. But when you're talking motor vehicles, you've got things like causing death by, by grievous bodily harm. or There are so many different... It's complicated when you have a vehicle because it makes me think about how many people in this world in the past have been murdered under the guise of a motor vehicle accident. So that's interesting. And it's very scary because I've read some of the witnesses. I mean, Melbourne CBD is packed all the time. It's a mm. vibrant city where people, unlike Sydney, where everyone goes home at night time. Gen- I'm speaking generally here. But in Melbourne, it's a, it's a hub and it's a magnet and people come into the city. It's, it's just got the best vibe. And if you were a criminal and wanted to do some serious damage, clearly based on the available information. He did not know anyone. He's just... I always think about these crimes and I think about what goes through the the offender's head prior. What's the lead-up? Is it weeks, months, days, mm. hours? Is it drug-induced? Is it alcohol? Is it is it a domestic the person's had? Is it a, is it a death wish? Does the person want to be shot by the police? There are so many things and so many innocent people. And... Some of the witnesses say that they saw this young girl just flying through the air after she'd been hit. Yeah. Just flying through the air. I and, saw there was a lot of phone video that was kind of posted, which was really... I find that distressing. I don't, I don't watch stuff like that. Um, a friend of mine showed me with part two of what we're about to talk about. The other incident is the gangland shooting. Oh, yeah. Talk me through this one. Okay. So there's a... Uh, I'll call him a gentleman... 50 years of age, he just got out of jail for the murder of a, of a, of a drug lord, a drug dealer. So he's, he's killed a drug dealer. This is clearly retribution. And I've seen photos of the guy. He's not the sort of guy that I would like to meet in a dark alley. He can probably crush walnuts easily between his chest muscles. Frightening. Um... You know, got the tats, got built like a brick shit house, scary, looks like some... Just, you know, he's just got out of jail. He's having coffee in a residential suburb of Melbourne in the morning. Lots of people around, lots of families. I've seen the video. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, from across the road, a gentleman leaves a black Audi comes across the road he's all in black including the hood and he starts firing rapidly at this particular person and shoots him dead uh, there was another shooter incredibly well organized it's a hit they clearly knew where he would be yeah and if i was a gangster just got out of jail for killing someone i'd be thinking why on earth why would you go to um, the same place? Why would you make a habit so that people that were following you would know where you were going to be at a certain time? Yeah. It's scary because we're talking innocent people can can get killed. And classically, they found the getaway car very, very close by, then another car, because they generally, as we've discussed over the years, have at least two cars knowing that they're, they're going to be possibly pursued by the police and they need to sort of 
switch very, very quickly. And the response time for the police in this situation, shooting, um, the, the police have to be cautious. They don't know whether it's a live situation. They don't know whether it's concluded. Uh, they don't know any of that. So, But I would imagine in Melbourne, that type of job, first responder, I'd say two to three minutes. That's a long, long time for the shooters to get away. They're in a high-powered Audi SUV, uh, V8, super fast, although they're not going to drive fast if they're really switched on. Imagine how they're feeling. They've just gunned down a, a person. Either A, they've done it themselves because they were interconnected, revenge, a tit-for-tat, sort of Old Testament eye for an eye, or they were hitmen employed by a third party who has offered them money to go out and do this job. Either way, it's incredibly scary. No matter how hard you are in, in the world, it's still... Can you imagine the adrenaline? Imagine the, the thought processes. Imagine you've got to acquire the guns. Now, with guns, of course, the police will remove the, the projectiles from the deceased's body during a post-mortem. Yep. They'll figure out all the exit and entry wounds, if there were entry wounds, sorry, exit wounds, uh, which is pro- problematic because where you have a projectile that travels through a body, it can then go into another person's body a baby in a pram, pregnant mother, young kid on a skateboard, someone working in the coffee shop. It's, it can ricochet. It's, it's, it's scary and it's brazen. It's daylight. And it just, not, not to sort of worry people, <clears throat> because statistically speaking, we're never going to, we collectively are never going to experience that. But I've always said to you kids, always just be aware. If you were at that coffee shop that morning, let's say Christine, myself, you and Tegan were having coffee there and we had have seen this person in black running towards the group of people sitting down, he clearly would have had the firearm. At some point he's pulled the firearm from his side. He would have been holding it without a doubt. He's not going to be running and fumbling for a gun. The gun's going to be ready to go. It's going to be fully loaded. It's going to have the safety off. All that would have been checked prior to the shooting. They may have pulled up in a side street, checked that everything was absolutely spot on. And their key concern is for the operation to be successful, not to miss. And it's, he was a seated target. Yeah. He was not moving. Yeah. Because pistols are only good from an accuracy perspective, close up, which is why he let probably his entire clip go into the deceased. And look, they may have gone to um, shooting ranges. My, my opinion is that they would have been very familiar with these firearms and they've probably found a property outside of Melbourne where they've done target practice. Because you really need to be au fait. Because imagine running across and it's a complete fuck up. You yeah. trip, you misfire, you fumble. It's, a, it's an utter failure. The guy turns around, the victim possibly recognises them, although they were well disguised. Very clever the way it was. he was hit from two angles. That's the impression I get. There were two shooters. 
Really? I think so. I'm sure they... Or maybe one was a driver hmm. and one was the shooter. But it's brazen. Yeah. And it's depressing to think that these things are happening in populated areas that are frequented by, you know, all, all types of people. A 26-year-old was also uh, admitted to the hospital. And this was the morning after the incident on Burke Street. Yeah. So it was Saturday morning was the shooting. So yes. you were right. Your football match was Friday night. Yep. So Friday night and then Saturday morning. And that's a lot of violent stuff happening in the public eye in a short time. I know they're completely unrelated, obviously, but still. Mm. But I googled um, this morning the shooting and it came out with another shooting in Melbourne. Really? Yeah. Someone was shot through their window. Very recently. God. Well, I also, by the way, this kind of relates to something I wanted to talk about. So there is an amazing uh, ice cream place called Sunday School, and it's over on Queen's Parade in Fitzroy North. And Clinton and Karina run it. And these are like professional chefs who run this incredible ice cream, like a proper old school ice cream place. And we were there last night hanging out, getting ice cream. And Clinton says, oh, I love Loose Units. I listen to the show. And I said, really? He goes, yeah, I only listen to Loose Ends because he struggles with the true crime stuff. So he listens to he listens to every second episode. So a quick shout out to Clinton, who doesn't like true crime and was sitting here listening to his just sort of goof off show each week. And then suddenly the second half of this episode turns into gangland shootings and civilians being run down by cars. So sorry, Clinton, but I'm going to be back next week getting the vanilla uh, and sea salt because it's amazing. Um, and in fact, Dad, when you're down for Christmas, we're going to take you there as well. So we're going to head across and get some ice cream. Love it. So, yeah. I love ice cream. There I'm, probably are some people that don't. There probably are. And I, I may God have mercy on their souls. Anyway, what a strange series of pivots. But that's that's how it goes with Loose Ends. So thank you so much for listening to another episode of Loose Units, Loose Ends. Have a fantastic weekend, everybody. Good luck to the Blues listening. Uh, by the way, if anyone from the Carlton Blues is listening, if anyone in the team actually listens to the show, please reach out because I would like to discuss your uh, progress this season, which has been fantastic. Good luck against Melbourne on Friday night. See you later, everyone. Bye. Cheerio. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.